I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business, and I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. Happy Thursday, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hi, Bryn. Hi, Jack. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. You know, Bryn, Bryn it's, it's year end and we're starting to look at things like strategic planning and marketing planning and sales planning. And I think today's program, uh, five KPIs that bank sales leaders should use for selling on LinkedIn is, is a real good one because it gives everybody an opportunity to kind of start the year off right by looking at five things that they ought to be measuring and how they do it. Now, before we start, we have a very, very exciting announcement about LinkedIn Sales Training 2024. And we're going to do that and we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. So stick around for that. Well, Bryn, let's just jump right into this. There's five things and, and we always have a real good discussion. It's I've always been, I've always heard that some of the best discussions are before the show starts, and we had some really good ones before the show started. So let's let's mirror those as we go forward. So the the first one that you kind of talk about is a completed profile, but you've added the word branded. So let's talk about a completed and branded profile. Yeah, I mean, I love this question. And when we think about a completed profile, personal profile, it's a resume, right? It's it's our resume. But when it's a branded profile, especially banker for bankers that are selling or bankers that are client facing, making sure if if not all the bankers, but more importantly, like these client facing bankers need to have a consistent brand when it comes to uh, the, the user experience, the visitor experience. Your bank has invested an enormous amount of marketing into colors and fonts, and like a whole bunch of things that have this consistent brand across the board. And it's for brand recognition, right? So your banner should include the, um, the 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 logo <laughs> sometimes words escape me but um should include your your bank logo it should include um you know that brand voice you also want to make sure because this is also on brand that you are aware of your bank's social media policies what they expect how you should connect to them uh, as you know in your experience section so that their logo is showing up. So there's a lot that you should consider to make sure that you have that consistent message across the board. Now, I'm going to, for a moment, be a, an obstinate banker who says to me, well, Bryn, this is my profile. It's not the bank's profile. So this is your career profile. This isn't your Facebook or your Instagram. This is your career profile and it's dynamic. Should you win the lottery and start your own business and leave the bank, you can switch it. 
But right now, this is where you are in your career. And your responsibility, most likely if you are engaging with us, is business development. Mm -hmm. It's about attracting clients. That is the job that you have accepted. And so we truly believe that while you're in that position, you should be branded as such. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to a couple of banks to give you a couple of practical examples. A uh, great marketing director at Avidia Bank, Janelle Masonette, who, uh, whose bank does a, a terrific job with social media. And, and they've really helped their bankers with some ideas on how to stay on brand. Their colors, they, they, it's been, they're big on orange, uh, and they, they, they do a really good job. The other one is Cape Cod 5. And I like a lot of what Cape Cod 5 has done because they've provided some templates for their bankers. And I think that's where... Marketing can become a real partner here. If you want your bankers to be on brand, you got to help them because otherwise, in the absence of that, they'll they'll do their own thing, and that may not be a good thing for you. The second thing I want to talk about is connection growth, Bryn. And before I, I throw it over to you, we, we you and I both had an opportunity yesterday, um, myself in person and you uh, on video, to talk to a bank about this exact thing. We did some pre-work for this particular bank, and they, for the last 30 days, have been sending us stuff. And this allowed them to benchmark uh, where they are currently with connection growth. And I think that's a mistake for bankers not to be able to do that. And we had one banker that I did a one-on-one -on -one with early in November, and, and she grew her, uh, her connections by about 10% uh, just over that time, just by kind of focusing a little bit on it. So talk about connection growth, because that is, you know, your first degree connections are the gateway to everything. Those second degrees are important too, Bryn, but we got to get a good foundational base of connections here. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we may have categories of connections. So maybe we have, we look at what is the number of all of our first degree connections? That's a really easy number to grab. You know, whether it's in an Excel spreadsheet or you're recording it somewhere in your CRM, you're writing down, here's the date. And then you create the search. And in LinkedIn, there's a search bar and a first degree, and you can look at all your first degree connections. And so you can put 379 and you have the date. Now grab that link, the link in the URL and stick it in the spreadsheet. Why? Because when you click on that link, it will bring you to that exact search, but it's dynamic. So you don't have to continue to refilter every single time. So now we may want to do one that's just CPAs. So I want to have CPAs nine at this date, and there's a link. And now I go out, and the next month I connect with five more, and I click through, and it'll say 14. So the work is up front with the leader and the banker to, to build that list of what that looks like. So maybe you have one that's manufacturing owners. I don't know, whatever it is that you're going after, right? And so you can break lists down. So you your KPI can certainly be growth of all your connections, but maybe growth of your CPAs. Maybe you set a goal, I want two new CPAs a month. Did we hit it? 
I want five new business owners a month. Maybe I want five new business owners in the greater Chicago area. So once I create that search and I grab that link and I paste it in my Excel spreadsheet, it takes literally five minutes in your one-on-one. -on -one. You could do it together. You could They could do it in advance of your one-on-one -on -one session, but you can fill those in so quickly and it's a really good idea of not just how many connections they're growing, but how many of the right ones. And and for those of you out there that are thinking, well, wait a second, we, you know, just because I have a number of connections and it grows doesn't mean anything around appointments. Well, it may not if your banker doesn't pick up the telephone and isn't very good at prospecting. But this is a starting point. These are very warm leads versus going out and buying a list and spending thousands of dollars for any for people you don't know, burning through the list, and where are you? So this is a live group of people that you can look at, and then you can do the next thing that we want to talk about, Bryn, which is engage them with your content. So I love this. So these are now our first degree connections, and there are so many different ways we want to engage. So you know, your your question is, well, they didn't turn into appointments. Well, the next KPI will lead to that, right? Like that's our next step down. So I love this. So what does that mean? Now, some of this is going to be uh, honor system with your bankers because it's not a very easily tracked metrics um, from an outsider perspective. But from the banker perspective, let's say we've identified that there are 17 new connections this month. How many of those connections got a welcome video from you? Yeah. How many of those connections got the CPA checklist for 2024? Whatever that content is, which by the way, as a banker, creating a checklist right now. So triggers uh, tr triggers for CPA clients or for CPAs to know when it's time for clients. Clients need a line of credit to prepare for 2024, whatever that is. That's the content that I'd love at this point, like real resources that will help people refer you, that will help bring you in. Um, create, you know, content for those business owners, whatever that is, right? Like what, maybe it's an inventory control checklist. And some of it is make sure you have a easy access line of credit so you can fulfill the big orders, you know, uh, without cash flow issues. I'm making things up, right? But that's the content, kinds of content that we want to to engage and then we want to send it now again what you really want to make sure is that we're doing this so first it's our new connections we are purposefully purposefully going out and connecting with the right people now the cpas the business owners we need to start a conversation with them and often that is through content now, the other thing is taking inventory of our connections that we've been ignoring. Who else can use that content? And again, you, this you can do this. Um, you can create this as a task in your CRM, right? So, you know, we have, we sent them an email. 
we have, you know, we called them, we're logging tasks. You can actually add in your CRM. I sent them a video message on LinkedIn. It could be a logged task, right? So then actually, you know, that's, then we can measure that pretty simply. So there's a lot that we can do, but we can't start a cold conversation uh, they don't without value, right? Without bringing them value. And so that's what the content does. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I want to talk about uh, the training that we did too, but it, I recently got um, uh, a notification content from Richard Vanderbloom. And I've seen this from others, including you, that engagement levels are down pretty significantly. And so therefore the comment you made about messaging people um, is, is so vital because if you have a first degree connection, you can message them and, and send them whatever you want, uh, whether it's a video or a PDF, and we know it's gonna get through. So I love that part, but here's what's really interesting. You also mentioned, uh, and this is something you've taught me ever since I got to know you. When, some, when you connect with someone, they're not a baseball card that should go in the drawer. They are a human being that connected you with you for a reason. And in order to build that trust versus, hey, we connected, let's have coffee. I mean, that's just ridiculous. In order to build that trust, you have to, you have to start somewhere. And the best place to start is that messaging right after they connect with you. And I yesterday, I, I asked the question of the 20 bankers in the room, and I said, "How? What? What do you do after someone connects with you?" And it was blank stares. And I said, "Well, let me ask it a different way. How many of you send something as a follow-up fairly quickly?" And nobody raised their hand. So I think Bryn, this what you said, and you can amplify what I'm talking about. Certainly, is is so vital for bankers to be thinking about because a, a COI or a prospect could create could connect with any number of bankers. But it's the it's what that banker does after the connection that really makes a difference. One hundred percent. I absolutely uh, I could not agree more on the you know, this is not about I love that you call them baseball cards. Right. This is not collecting business cards or baseball cards. This is starting conversations, trust based conversations without being salesy. And, you know, and that is the core of everything that we teach, right? How do we engage with these folks, not just collect business cards, stick rubber bands around them and put them in the corner of our desk? If I'm a CEO, this all sounds really fine to me, but, but it, it doesn't show up on the balance sheet. But what you can do with the next two will really make a difference. And the first one is client referrals. This is why I teach LinkedIn. This very thing. When I started in sales and I was out in the field for the first time, I remember sitting across from a client staring at his overflowing Rolodex. Do you still have a Rolodex? <laughs> I don't anymore. <laughs> but I, unfortunately, I know what they are. Yes, right. right. If you're under 40, your parents had one. Um, so, you know, staring at this Rolodex, thinking if I could get my hands on that for 20 minutes, I could identify who my client knew that I wanted to meet. And instead of just saying, hey, who do you know that could use our banking services? I could say, 
hey, I noticed you're, you know a few people that I'd love to get in front of. So when I saw LinkedIn decades later, I was like, this solves my problem. LinkedIn, when you connect with folks, when you connect with your clients, you have the, the ability to filter and search their connections, identify people that they know that you want to know, and have a conversation with them. And you are going to be blown away at how many referrals slash even permission to name drop people that you're going to get from a list that your client knows on LinkedIn. And it will get them thinking about other people as well. So it could go well beyond the list that you bring to them. But what you're doing is you are saving them the, hmm, let me think about it moments, right? You're like, hey, can I run these names by you? Get your thoughts. Do you think that, you know, they could use our banking products the way you have? Yes, great. You know, I don't know, but they're great people. Great. Uh, you know, so I can reach out and just say, you know, hey, Fred, Jack Hubbard and I were chatting. Your name came up. I've been working with him for the last three years. We've really helped him do X, Y, and Z. He thought we should connect. Connect. Fred, thanks for connecting per Jack Hubbard's recommendation. I'd love to get on a call. Please let me know your preferred way of scheduling. If it happens to be via calendar link, here's mine. At least that's the way that I approach it. Absolutely. Let's go back to the connections for a second. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm a business banker. And one of the things I do is work with privately held companies. And a lot of those are family owned businesses. And there are a lot of people with the same name in the business. And I think we miss, and we, I pointed this out to a banker yesterday who was a really, really good on LinkedIn, but he said, oh yeah, I get this. And what I said to him was, okay, you're, you're connected to the president named Fred and you're con uh, Smith is the last name and you're connected to the CFO also named Smith. And you know that those two people are, uh, are related. How have you gone through the entire list in that company and look for all the other Smiths to see if there's somebody up and coming in the organization that you aren't connected to because that person may be the one that provides the referrals if you would just connect with them. And it was one of those aha moments. And, and I think you're right. Too often, I, I walked out of this class yesterday and one of the very senior bankers said, you know, I came here just to kind of see how this was working. And my impression of LinkedIn was, well, it's just a bunch of connections and that's all you do. He said, you've really connected this to sales. And, and I think that's a big mistake for bankers is not to think about, well, this is a tool like a CRM or vertical IQ or RHEL Pro. LinkedIn connects to sales. And one thing that it can do really well, Bryn, is to help you with networking introductions, which is the fifth KPI that we should be thinking about. Yeah, and there's lots of different ways to do this, right? And, and quite honestly, our biggest business, uh, well, client referrals, our second business, bi biggest business comes from like other sales trainers that don't do LinkedIn, right? So, or they come from, uh, referral partners. So for bankers, typically a really good referral partner is a CPA, maybe a tax attorney, maybe an estate planner, right? There are lots of folks that are trusted advisors around the money, right? Around the money that um, have influence 
over the decisions that the clients are making, right? So let's let's think about the importance of these folks. In fact, it, we, it's networking. And we used to say all the time, when you're out prospecting, it's fishing with a pole. When you're networking, it's fishing with a net, right? We could get many introductions from those folks. So there's a couple of ways to do this. You can go and engage with CPAs and, and business owners on LinkedIn, or my favorite way is when you're talking to your client about referrals, have the conversation. So, you know, do you like your CPA? Has how long have you been with her? What, you know, what do you like? What don't you like? What and some people are going, oh my gosh, I absolutely love her. She's amazing. So I might say, as one of their trusted advisors, if you're open, I'd love a quick introduction or permission to drop your name to your CPA, introduce myself. I mean, we're both, you know, pretty integral in, in your financial position. It would be great for us to know each other. So now I start to build relationships with CPAs and tax attorneys and estate attorneys of my clients, of the people that I'm working with. Now I go to the next person and I say, so how about your CPA? Do you like your CPA? Oh, he has dropped the ball. They got bought out by a bigger firm. I've lost that, you know, personal connection. Oh, well, you know, my client ABC uses this person. They love her. I just had a conversation with her. Are you open to an introduction? Or I have three CPAs that, be, that have been vetted by my other clients. Would you like an introduction to all three and decide which ones make the most sense for you? Right. So we are building a network of people that can refer us. And we are being really good referral partners at the same time. It's a win-win-win for everybody. But so here's the thing, though. So now I have the CPA conversation. We're talking about our mutual client. Now. This is probably the best time. You have a very small window to talk to the CPA or you have to wait till April 16th. But in the next couple of weeks, this is a great time to reach out to those CPAs and be prepared with a conversation around. So, you know, 2024, you know, there's a lot of predictions of a roller coaster of an economy. This is the time where a lot of companies are, you know, typically have cash flow issues. And when they do get a big order, they're not always prepared with inventory because they were trying to keep expenses low. And, you know, we've got this great line of credit that's immediate. So if they do make a sale like that, they can have inventory as soon as logistics will provide it. Here are a few triggers to listen for your, you know, if in fact the businesses you're working with may need to have that line of credit in place. Now's the time to do this. They are talking to every single client in January, February, March, April of next year. This is the time to have a checklist for them, a trigger for them. All they have to do is make a quick introduction and you can take it from there. So we're connecting on LinkedIn. That's what we do with the CPA now. The CPA in, 20, in April 17, 18, 19, we're going to search through their connections and we're going to identify other people they're connected to that we might want introductions to, as well as making for them. That was a very long rant on Jack Rants. I love it. I love the rant. And and it, it's kind of like if you go out on a boat and the lake is very calm and you drop a big boulder in the, in the lake, the ripple effect 
excuse me, is is massive. And that's the ripple effect when when you when you do exactly what you suggested. But here's the danger. I was working with a big bank, gosh, 20 years ago. And I said to them, I said, let's do an exercise. I said, you want to be a trusted advisor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said, okay, I want you to write down the name of the CPA and the attorney and other trusted advisors of your top client. And they did. And I said, all right, let's do number two. Some did it. By number three, nobody could finish it. Finish the, you know, who else, who were their trusted advisors? And I said, have you ever heard of share of heart? And they said, what was a share of heart? And I kind of showed them. And they said, oh, you know, we're, our relationships are at risk if we don't know these trusted advisors. LinkedIn provides you the greatest opportunity. All you've got to do is go to your client that you're likely connected with on LinkedIn and say, look, I'd love to connect with your trusted advisor so that I can be part of your team so that I can be proactive on your behalf. This is what we're talking about here. This is why LinkedIn is not just a collection of a bunch of baseball cards or a recruiting tool. This is a sales tool. And it's, mm. it's pretty exciting. And I, I want Bryn to talk about LinkedIn sales training 2024 in a second. But um, one of the other things that really makes this so powerful is if a sales leader makes sure that we establish the KPIs and then we continue to measure them. And Bryn, you talked about one-on-ones. That's true. It can be li uh, linked into a, 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 a team meeting or a coaching session or whatever the case might be. It's not micromanagement. It's a way for a leader to help their bankers get better. You know, Bryn, uh, for many years, I did uh, a public workshop, Bob St. Meyer and I did public workshops twice a year uh, in Chicago. And it was great until the pandemic and then we had to kind of stop it. But I love public workshops. Talk about LinkedIn sales training 2024. I'm so excited about this. I am too. And uh, ultimately, we are going to have the best of the best LinkedIn training specifically around using LinkedIn to start trust-based conversations without being salesy. But it is focused on growing new business opportunities. Uh, and even expanding existing ones in, in some cases. But we're going to have four weeks. The first week, we are going to build a resource-driven profile, a profile that is designed to convert a visitor to a conversation, and particularly the right visitor. So that is uh, really absolutely foundational. Week number two, we're going to talk about the three-legged stool that we call content. It's engagement, curation, and creation of content. But bankers, don't worry, we're not looking for you to do any major writing. Things like polls that can start really discovery-ish kinds of conversations, really powerful stuff. Week number three is nurturing our existing connections. We're gonna take inventory of who we're already connected to. Um, identify the people that have moved, right? Who's in a new company? And, uh, you know, we know there's huge turnover. LinkedIn will tell you on average, it's 20% of a year. So if you've been on LinkedIn for five years, except for your business owners, they're all at a different company now, <laughs> especially your CFOs. 
The CFOs are, have a, a very high stress uh, level and a very high turnover. So 20%, one out of five of your CFOs are leaving this year. So taking those that inventory, having the, and identifying who should we be talking to that we're ignoring. Week number four is warm market prospecting. This is where we go to those client referrals, those networking referrals, the opportunities to leverage our social proximity, who we know that can help us get into the companies we want to be in and the conversations that we want to have. So, I mean, this is really designed for commercial bankers and you know, a B2B banker, someone that's out there. But, uh, you know, this has been greatly successful for branch managers who are responsible for business development, um, even in connecting with their um, their consumer clients, right? Just that, that they're, that have personal accounts with you, just connecting online. We're going to talk about that content and nurturing can help you get more and more uh, cross-solving products, uh, right? Cross-solving, right? It'll help us expand that relationship. So those are the four weeks. We have the dates that we're, we're solidifying now. Um, so we don't have anything for you to purchase, but what we have is get added to the list. So if you, uh, we already have uh, someone that scanned the QR code, which is great. You can scan the QR code. All we're asking, I think, is your name, your email, and your bank name. And then we'll let you know when this launches. It is crazy affordable. That's all we're going to say. Like, this is not some high ticket. We, Jack and I, are completely committed to helping bankers succeed in what may be a turmoil in 2024. And we are really committed to making sure that as many bankers that need access to this kind of content in order to actually rise above the rest and thrive in 2024 um, has that access. And so uh, do we unveil the price now? Go ahead. $197 for the program. And it also gives you three months of our coaching membership. Crazy, I know. But really, we are in this to touch as many bankers, to help as many people as we can be positioned well to just come out of 2024 saying, ah, that was a piece of cake. We're going to make it happen. Uh, and we're really excited about it. And you'll certainly hear more from both of us as time goes along, as well as uh, I'd be lying if I didn't do what I said, the, the, what I trained. I'm going to be sending messages out and and uh, working with bankers to help them. So I'm very excited about this. This was a great idea, Bryn. And by the way, for those of you that are going to be in the program, just know this. LinkedIn just crossed a billion people around the world. Bryn is one of 16 people that was named a 2023 LinkedIn sales influencer. So you're going to learn from the best uh, and uh, we're going to have some fun together. So. Great to be with you as always on Thursdays, Bryn, and we look forward to seeing you going forward. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Jack Rants with Bryn, brought to you by our good friends at Vertical IQ and RelPro. We're live on LinkedIn every Thursday at noon Eastern time, helping bankers turn connections 
into conversations. Don't miss an episode. Visit themodernbanker.com slash TMB podcast. Leave us a review if you would. You can also listen to this program and the new Jack Rants with Modern Bankers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We're on YouTube as well. Subscribe at youtube.com slash at The Modern Banker. Finally, don't forget, make today and every day a great client day. Thank you.